0: Our college basketball beat writer, Scott Ritchie, is here to apologize. Well, maybe not that far, but he has a different take on a player that not long ago he maybe wasn't raving enough about.
1: I think that's taking it a little too far. I, I've been on the Ty Rogers hype train for a while now, just in the way that he could impact this Illinois team this coming season. After watching him win a gold medal with Team USA, I think it could only be more of what he could do.
0: Um, all right, Richie will have his new starting five, which includes Ty Rogers. Thankfully he'll talk recruiting. He'll talk scheduling all in this week's podcast inside a Line not basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy wealth management and host of Paul Rudy's on the money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. Oh, good Monday morning. You know what? Good Monday morning anyway, despite Scott Ritchie's negativity. Here I was. I was going to come in full of good news and positivity, and, and Ritchie took a jab at me in the production meeting.
1: Yeah, well, you kept force-feeding the Detroit Lions on me, and I just all reacted I said, as most would and say, best of luck. All I
0: said was the Detroit Lions playoff contender, and, uh, and Richie got snippy.
1: I mean, that has about as much chance as Chicago Bears playoff contender.
0: (laughs) I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Long-time struggling Detroit Lions fan, for those wondering. Uh, Tough to root for the franchise, but uh, arrows pointed up. Arrows still pointed up for Illinois basketball, and that is the purpose of this podcast. Each week, Scott Ritchie gives us his time, his half hours, to uh, spill the beans about college basketball, which we'll do again this week. Right, Scott?
1: Yeah, and there's some... Beans to spill, I suppose. Lots to talk about, even though it's June and you wouldn't think that they're... Well, every month now is college basketball month.
0: All right. uh, Plenty to uh, talk about. Ty Rogers, uh, you uh, watched all those games, apparently, in your pajamas from your Savoy headquarters. Initial thoughts?
1: Well, it was an interesting week of basketball because in the U.S., gold medal winning team USA and the FIBA U18 Americas Championship was never really challenged. So I mean, I think you have to take their 60 and 80 point victories with a, a grain of salt, but what Ty Rogers did, you know, in this past week uh still stood out because he basically did everything you know, for that that US team and he wasn't you know, the leading scorer. That was Cam Whitmore, Headed to Villanova. Um, any questions maybe about Villanova in the post J Wright era have been answered. Cam Whitmore is uh, legit. And Mark Armstrong, you know, Villanova point guard, was also on this team, USA team. But I digress. Ty Rogers, he just fills the gaps. And when I was talking about his maybe his chances to make this roster you know, a few weeks ago, that was – the reason I said like he was probably going to make it and I I was right but you know he played really good defense all week you know locked down Brazil's best scorer in the championship game Uh, when teams went to a zone against the US and they all did because they couldn't stop them (laughs) man to man it was Ty Rogers that would flash to the high post and facilitate the offense when things kind of bogged down because you know every team you know has its issues against his own. This young Team USA team was no different. Um rebounded, you know, pushed the ball in transition. Like he was never going to be this US team's leading scorer. Just I just didn't see that ever happening. But you know, he impacted winning in so many ways. And that's something Brad Underwood talks about all the time. And it's just it's not just scoring. Um and that's just not Ty Rogers game. He can score. Like he was incredibly efficient when he I think when he decided like, okay, now is like I need to score here in this spot. And he just he understands the game so well and just the way he plays, like, I think he enjoys making that extra pass to get, you know, uh maybe an even easier look than he would have had. Um so it was it made me even, perhaps, Question like if is Ty is not a starter, yeah, for this Illinois team.
0: Welcome to the party, pal. Well, like this, Bruce Willis, who had said, "I've been trying to tell you this now for months, and you, the stubborn goat that you are, that's refused not, to put him in your starting five. I mean, that's not entirely inaccurate. Change um, your ways.
1: But I could also still see him being like the sixth man, maybe even you know, go the Andre round around, be Big Ten six man of the year as a freshman, um, just because. You bring him off the bench, and it so many wrinkles off of what you can do. You know, with Ty Rogers on the court, um, maybe when you've got a, a starter or two, you know, setting. Um, but he's going start or not. Ty Rogers is going to play. I think a fairly important role on this year's, this coming years, on my basketball team.
0: All right, we'll go with Richie's revamp starting five later in the podcast. He's busy scribbling things down has been since I told him he was wrong. He's finally seen the light. It's good to see. Um, not the only news of the day. Is Ty Rogers, um, uh, when's he back on campus? Um, Can
1: you tell me that? Well, I mean, it was just in Tijuana yesterday, and I had, don't know far away. They. No, but it's they played it. I was it five local time, so I'm not sure when the, the flights out were for Team USA or if they chartered. I don't know how that works, actually. Uh, but summer workouts are happening, and Ty Rogers will now join the rest of his Illinois teammates as soon as he gets to town. I mean, he just played a week and had training camp before that. Just I mean, me let the guy breathe for a minute. i would be interesting to see how Illinois handles him as well. And it's a, it may a different situation because last time, they had a incoming freshman that played in the FIBA Americas, Iota and they, once he got to campus, sort of eased him into things because his legs were just shot because he'd gone from AAU season to high school to Team USA. Um, and he had had some injuries in there uh, in his high school season, which Ty didn't have. So, But, and he, oh gosh, and he also had Jordan Brand, like Ty Rogers, so... It's been a heavy workload for, I don't know, a year almost for Ty Rogers. So we'll see kind of what the plan is for him. But like being here is his next step.
0: Any other apologies you want to make to him? Uh, I know he was not your player of the year on the News Gazette All-State team. Do you want to apologize for that now?
1: No, he had a great senior season. But Braden Huff, Glenbard West was the best player on the undoubtedly best team in the state. And he's going to Gonzaga. So, I mean, it's like. He's good. Ty Rogers is good. Jaden Shute is good. There's like those three. Any of them could have been right, player of the year.
0: Don't have to get defensive. I it was do. Just, it was, it was just a simple question. There was no intent.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no intent. There's always intent. <laughs> yes.
0: Plenty of it. Hey, there's a Glenbard West kid who joined your mistaken player of the year. But he's coming to Illinois, right? What's, uh, what's up with him? The walk-on?
1: Yeah, Paxton Warden's uh, okay. preferred walk-on, I suppose. Right. I mean, it's been... Arrange that he'll join the team, but like that won't happen until like he can't join the team until the school year starts because the way walk ons work doesn't, doesn't make sense.
0: Just what do you mean, can't join the team? What happens if they go play ball to the arc?
1: Sure, well, <laughs> that's, that's where they're playing now if they're not at a State Farm Center because right. up and close, but I mean, I guess he can't be involved in any of the team activities okay because he's not on the roster yet and he can't be on the roster because he's not a scholarship. Student until.
0: All right, he had a great championship game, if I remember. He was leading scorer. State Farm Center,
1: for I think he, I think he was leading scorer. For you right expecting West.
0: anything out of him at the college level?
1: I don't know, because th- he's an interesting player. Because he's like he's 6'4", so he's got some size as guard. He played on obviously, you know, a really good team. He's a winner. Brad Underwood likes winners. Um, you know, talking with. Braden Huff about him talking with uh Gumbard West coach about Paxton Warden. Like they're both like he's a much better athlete than anyone ever gives him credit for. Um pretty good shooter. I mean it's kind of a log jam at guard. I mean there's a lot of guards maybe that would be ahead of him. I mean all of them at this point, but he's gonna is again talking with, with Braden and the Glombard West coach, Jason Apoka, um like he'll go at guys in practice. I think he'll make Sky Clark, Jaden since your Harris, better. And if you can get that from your walk-ons, I think that's exactly what you're looking for.
0: All right, any other freshman talk? We need to get it uh, out of the way. What have you heard about the
1: other guys? I mean, I think summer's going as well as it could. I mean, it's, just, it's a transition period, even though they've played at a high-level In high school, AAU, et cetera. I mean, college basketball is different, and working with Adam Fletcher is a little bit different in the weight room than, you know, maybe the guys that they're trainers beforehand. So we'll see. Uh, Sky Clark continues to maybe be the the top when it comes to NIL. He signed a deal with Rock Nation Sports, which is created by Jay Z, which is impressive. Uh, signed another NID, NIL deal, you know, last week Um with Campus Inc. So, I mean, he could be the the face of the freshman class right now. But, I mean, Ty Rogers is, I think, right up there in terms of generating headlines for basketball right
0: now. All right, a lot of formers on the move uh, last week. Trent Frazier signing a deal to go play somewhere far away, farther away than Tijuana, I'm, I've been told.
1: Yes, Serbia is farther away than Mexico. Okay, um, I'm just checking my ge- Ram McNally geographically. I, does the Ram McNally go all the way to Serbia?
0: Um, the the European version of the Ram <laughs> McNally, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, not to di- digress, but I will. My wife was at a volleyball club tournament in Chicago this weekend, touting her Ram McNally and how she still uses it. She was the only but one in the group, a large group that had a Rand McNally. How disappointing is that?
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing, and I think I've told you this before. It's like, your phone has, like, GPS and maps not on it. <laughs> it's the same. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. No. Anyway.
1: Anyway, anyway Trent Serbia. Frazier. Yes. He's going to get a chance to play um, in Belgrade. It's capital. Um, but, you know, so he'll play in the Serbian domestic league, but they have sort of the, I think what you should, take from his two-year deal with this with this team is he's going to play in the aba league which is the new name for the old adriatic league which is one of the best in europe and when i say one of the best like guys like nikola Jokic played in the adriatic league before he came to the nba and i mean lots of names that you if you follow the nba like you would recognize you know a lot of you know europeans from that part of the world played in the adriatic league um I think is he on the Pistons? Boban Marjanovic. He's yeah. uh, Mavericks. Is he on the Mavericks? Tall league? guy. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest guy in the league. Right. I mean, uh, former EIU star Kyle Hill played in the Adriatic oh. League way back. Yes. In the early two thousands. One heard. of the best scorers in the country. Got in the tournament, didn't he? Maybe. Yeah. Once. Okay. On a goaltend by Austin P. Uh, that's your EIU basketball minute. But so it's a really good opportunity for Trent Frazier, and I mean signs a two year deal, so that's. Maybe there's some stability, and that's not always the case when you're playing you know, professionally overseas. Is you know, a lot of times, you know, I mean, the teams pay for everything, but sometimes the paycheck, you know, you you cross your fingers and hope it, it hits your bank account. But um, this is, I mean, one of the obviously one of the better teams, and Serbia and one of the better leagues in Europe. So it's a good opportunity for Trent Frazier to get started.
0: Jacob Grandison going to. Duke and uh, I guess the strangest thing was that nobody melted down they were all like happy what is wrong with Illinois fans all of a sudden they were happy
1: well most there were the, the few that were like oh, he's never gonna play there um, better off without him that because those people will always be there mm. but um, I think Illinois fans are just they're fine with Jacob Grandison leaving because Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer are coming are here. I mean, that's okay. part of the reason. It's not success.
0: Not finally, it's a, a fan base chilling out just a little bit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting ad for Duke, and mostly because I mean they needed a grown up on the roster with you know mostly freshmen, um, and almost all freshmen, plus two sophomores. Now, Grandison is the third transfer that Duke has added, including uh, Ryan Young of Northwestern uh, didn't want to say fame because there wasn't any, but previously of Northwestern, he was a big guy, 6'10". Stretched the floor a little bit. I don't know. uh, Good academically. Old. Buy the beer. (laughs) Yeah. um, I almost made a Joke about Coach K's grandson, but I held off there. Um, but Duke needed a veteran wing, particular, um, and you know, Jake Branson shot forty-one percent from three of the last two years at Illinois. And based off of like sort of the forty-plus teams that reached out and kind of the teams he was focused on, like obviously there's um, a need for that in college. Like if you can. Shoot it well. Um, maybe shown you can be, play on a winning team, play a role on a winning team, because that's what he's going to have to do at Duke. Like, he's not going to be the guy. I mean, the guy's going to be one of the freshmen, probably, unless, um, no, it's going to be one of the freshmen. Derek Lively, Kyle Filipowski, Derek Whitehead, Mark Mitchell, maybe even Jaden Shoot. I think Jaden Shoot will probably play behind Jacob Granson to start at least, just because, you okay, kind of the guy in his sixth year of college against a a high school, or a high school, a college freshman, but uh, great opportunity.
0: All right, uh, on our tour of former's uh, Kofi working out for a bunch of NBA teams. What's the latest on
1: him? I mean, that's the latest. He's like he's getting. He's got his very large feet in the door, um, and that's the first step. I still, I mean, like mock drafts are starting to maybe come together a little more accurately, especially since the. The lottery and you know, every, now the picks are set I'm still not really seeing Kofi included in those mocks um, again I mean if he is selected it's gonna be late in the second round I mean you look at what Luca Garza went to the Pistons like what number 55 last year I think something like that in the 50s and if Kofi gets picked I think that's gonna be the case if he doesn't it doesn't mean he doesn't have you know, a chance. You know, there's still you know, the NBA summer league. Uh, there's, and that's another way to maybe prove on the court that, like, he's worthy of at least a training camp invite, and we'll see from there. But outside chance to get picked, maybe I wouldn't. It still seems slim in my estimation.
0: That's Scott Ritchie, our award-winning college basketball beat writer. Every morning for like five years, he's written uh, at 6 a.m. online dot com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Unique content. I'd strongly urge you to check that out. How are you spending your summer, Scotty, besides redoing your rankings that I told you to fix?
1: <laughs> um. Well, I've, I have redone my Big Ten Power Poll. It'll probably be you know, sometime this week, we'll run, because um, there's some changes to make. <laughs> Illinois got a, a bit of a boost. Excuse me. Even. Um,
0: what? You're, you're changing? You've recognized your errors? Is that what you're... No, I just recognized that
1: other teams, namely Michigan, lost Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, so they had to slide down the rankings. Yeah. Um, kind of I've been telling you that for some time.
0: Basically, this podcast is, uh, Scott, I'm wrong, Richie. And here's I'm gonna fix it. That's the new name of this one. Is that sense?
1: I would not agree to that. And considering I'm the one that eventually, you know, makes sure it gets to the masses, it's never gonna say that. Um, But I've started looking at the AP top twenty five. I mean I've got I mean it's June. I've got a few months to figure that out, but just rosters have mostly settled. I think. I mean just if you look at the transfer portal, there's really just not a ton of guys left that are gonna impact the game at the highest level. Um even with that, like just the nature of college basketball right now, where you know, everyone's roster changes so much makes a preseason top twenty five difficult. Um it's like you can base it on talent, but you just have no idea how that talent's gonna coalesce, you know, on a team. Um it's why a team like Houston has a lot of returning players that just made another run um in the Super tournament. It's a good chat to be ranked really high because okay. I mean you know what they have and getting Marcus Sasser not only healthy again because he missed basically all of last year but you know, getting him back out of the NBA draft when he decided he was going to return huge for Houston like could maybe might be my number one
0: Gonzaga seems to be
1: yeah I mean Drew Timmy Julian Strouther Sear Bolton all back
0: right They'll be up there. Kansas seems to be.
1: Kansas is going to be more new. Like, I mean, they got Jalen Wilson back and then Kevin McCullough to transfer from Texas Tech. Lots of, like, it's another round of five-star freshmen Mm -hmm. for Bill Self. And, like, it happens in waves. Like, he'll have, like, a class like he has now. um, MJ Rice, Grady Dick, um, Ernest Uday. I think that's all three. Um, Then he won't have, like, five stars for a couple years. But he's got them now. And with some returning guys, could be a good team. Yeah, there's lots of teams I think will be good. I just... Like, Illinois, I think Illinois will be good. Like top know. 10 good? Um, Not yet. Okay. If they were... I mean, just it's going to be brand new. And It's not just the players on the roster. It's how they're going to play. So that, that creates some questions, I think, have to be answered before you can really maybe have a firm grasp on, like, what Illinois will be this year. But I think, again, they'll be good. I just don't know how good yet. How else am I spending my summer? Um, well, June is the month of like high school. Like players are back with their high school teams, so high school events are, you know, you know, happening. Uh, the biggest in the state is this weekend, or Friday through Sunday at least. Uh, Riverside Brookfield Shootout. It's always kind of been the pinnacle event of the summer. Lots of um, Illinois recruiting targets will be there. Um, although I'm not sure if like some of the, the top will, because the end of this week is also the beginning of the U 17 training camp out in Colorado Springs. So Marez Johnson, James Brown at St. Rita, not sure if they won't be headed to Colorado, but St. Rita is going to be at Riverside Brookfield. And if the two bigs are gone, they'll still have notice in who's transferring from Lamont to play with his mean streets, teammates at St. Rita, St. Rita, um, maybe look for them to be in Champaign next spring. I think you know, the three of them, I mean, all three are top 50 level recruits in the class of 2024. That that could make them maybe a state title contender. But um, some other, you know, Illinois recruits will be in, in Riverside Brookfield. A couple will be at Normal West. um Ty Pence, St. Joe Ogden um, will be there. Uh, Cooper Koch, Pure Notre Dame. Um, but. Riverside's the the event of of June really. And then July they'll go back to their AAU teams and finish out Peach Jam, Under Armour, you know, finals, et cetera.
0: Ty Pence, our local product, Saint Joseph Ogden. For those wondering, that's about ten miles to the east of of uh, Champaign. Urbana. He got an offer from where did I see Belmont last week? I think. Tweeted out.
1: Um, I might have missed that one, but that's a uh, Check that out for me. I could be wrong. but uh, He did, in fact. Okay. Um, and had a, another offer. And that's really his first, I guess, since... He had another offer from Indiana State in May. But those are the first two really since the fall. Now tell me
0: this. He has an Illinois
1: He has an Illinois offer. offer. So if he were to say yes? Not sure it's that kind of offer okay. yet. All right. And that's uh, it's, there's such a gray area there, and maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe if like if a coaching staff offers a player, like... Maybe it, it
0: is. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's see. Brad Underwood went and saw him play, I think, at least once during the season. Um, yeah, I think Illinois, they like what type ends can be, but they're still kind of following that. I mean, at this point with Belmont... Indiana State offering like almost all of the Missouri Valley, or at least the the relevant Missouri Valley, except for Murray State, who's now in the NBC. Um, so we'll see there. I saw that, you know, his AU coach, uh, Mid Pro Academy, uh, Gavin Sullivan, I think tweeted like Texas was, was at, least reached, at least reached out with some yeah. interest. So, I mean, still got some time. I mean, Good luck, Ty Pence. I mean, uh, he can't sign until November, but he doesn't have to. Then he could sign, I mean, could push it all the way out till April next year.
0: Leading candidate for our All-Area Player of the Year next year, Jalen Quinn, two-time winner, off to Loyola. Is that, also is, is that Loyola now, going through yeah. summer workouts? Is he? Okay. Yep. What do you hear about Loyola?
1: Still good? I think they still should be pretty good. Um, They didn't lose much momentum, really, you know. After the uh, Porter Moser left for Oklahoma. And, I mean, they were a different team last year without Cameron Krautwig, but uh, still competitive, still good. Um, Drew Valentine, maybe one of the, the best young coaches in college basketball. And by young, I think he was the youngest last year.
0: All right, no more scribbling. What's your uh, your adjusted uh, Ty Rogers starting five <laughs> this week?
1: <laughs> it's now sponsored by Ty Rogers. Yes. <laughs> And Jim uh, Rosso,
0: uh, co-sponsors. Okay, so. Put him in the starting five, for goodness sake.
1: This is the starting five with Ty Rogers. Okay, that's the one I believe in. I think there's, I mean, I think the only change from what I had is is the one spot. Okay. Because I think Sky Clark will be the starting point guard. Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer are going to start. I mean that's they didn't transfer here not to um, not to have a bigger role than they had at Texas Tech or Baylor um, so that's three I still remain very high on Coleman Hawkins so in this scenario he'll probably he'll be playing like the five and then Ty Rogers I don't know if you can give him a position but he'll be a forward of some sort like at the three and the four like him and Matthew Meyer can just like alternate. Maybe. Well, one possession after another. But there's Ty Rogers.
0: I didn't hear uh, a Melendez. See, I had to take R.J. <laughs> Melendez out to start Ty out. Rogers. I'm getting a text right now.
1: I can't win in this. I mean, that's not a... Campus b- number. <laughs> that's not a bad position to be in for Brad Underwood, where he has options. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has versatility to make that work, because you know, this is, again... It's a new look Illinois team. It's not going to be based around running everything through a seven foot, two hundred and ninety three pound center. Um, But yeah, if Ty starts, RJ probably comes off the bench. You can only start five. I think that's I'm limited by the rules of basketball. Otherwise, we'll just start them all.
0: What else do you hear, Illinois basketball? What's in the in the rumor mill?
1: Well, a couple new offers out, at least, um, at the sort of the end of last week. And that has slowed a little bit. Um, but, you know, one uh, in this immediate class, class of 2023, where Illinois still doesn't have any commitments. And they're not alone in that. But, you know, it's around this time, you know, a year ago, that they start getting, like, Sincere Harris, I think, was a, a summer guy, Jaden Epps, etc. Um so class twenty twenty three. Um they offered you know, Thomas Haw, he's a six nine forward uh, out of Pennsylvania. Um really just had for the most part mid major offers until recently. Uh Maryland and Northwestern have gotten involved. Um like VCU, I mean they're technically a mid major but one of the you know more consistent better ones. So uh but you know, he had a pretty good season. Transferred to uh, Perkiomen School uh, in Pensburg, Pennsylvania. It's just like a Philadelphia suburb, but it's know, a private school. Plays at a a higher level, and they played for you know the state championship in the Pennsylvania Independent Schools Athletic Association, and lost to the Westtown School, which is sort of like the private school, like basketball. The basketball school, maybe in Pennsylvania. But, uh, decent year. And then, class of 2025, those are your, I guess, now high school sophomores. Um, offered, uh, Kai Rogers, another Rogers, spelled differently, but he's from Wabatosa, Wisconsin. Uh, as a freshman, averaged 10.4 points, 5.5 5 rebounds, point nine blocks in like 20 minutes per game 610 um, like he's big he's like semi Kofi big um, so hasn't maybe necessarily moves totally you know, away from you know, recruiting that that kind of center but uh, again he just had his just finished his freshman year a long ways to go for him um, just in terms of maybe becoming a little more comfortable at that size and mobile at that size, but um, just in the last week I picked up offers from Old Miss, Texas, Illinois and Iowa, so a high major guy at the start. So I mean that's I think you know, maybe as Illinois gets out to these high school events in June, but then again July, um, AU season picks back up and finishes and probably be, you know, more offers there, but maybe not as many as there used to be. Because transfers are now mm-hmm. a huge part of the recruiting process. And you don't, I mean, right under what it said, like he's going to continue to recruit high school players and develop them, but he's never said he's going to only recruit high school players. And obviously, he added two transfers this offseason. Um, so you got to save some scholarships.
0: Two transfers uh, stopped by Champaign Central last week. Congratulations to them. Thanks to them, Dane Danger, Terrence Shannon. Taking time out to speak to the young basketball campers. You talked to the central coach about that, Scott Ritchie. It seemed genuine, sincere.
1: Yeah, and you know, Conte Nixie had met both of those guys um, a week prior. And just went to one of the Illinois workouts to watch as a coach, and was impressed by Terrence Shannon, and Dan Danger, just as people, not necessarily basketball players, but I mean also that, but just as. College students, you know, at that point, and you know, he, he was grateful and thankful for like those two coming and talking to the campers, the young guys and girls at the central basketball camp, and just taking the time. I mean, it didn't take much, you know, for those two to, to head to Combs Gym and, and talk for, I don't know, a half hour or so, just to and just then just kind of hang out with the, the campers. I mean, that's it's low effort, but like high impact. I think.
0: Again, this is a story we'll tell all summer long. The um, the um, just crazy emergence of a team that uh, not many months ago was almost left for second tier, and now here we are talking top ten. Just the crazy well, bounces that went their way.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking top ten. I'm, right, I I'm talking top twenty at least. Big diff. I mean, it's a difference of ten, and. It, 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 it is a difference. I, mean, I think top ten are like, these are the teams that can win a national title. Um, not sure if Illinois is there. They could be. But, you know, the way the schedule is shaping up, especially early with the the MTE out in Las Vegas, where they're going to play two of Baylor, UCLA, Virginia, you know, the Jimmy V Classic, where they get to play Texas. Like, they're going to play good teams early. And I think we'll find out either all as well or like maybe there's some areas to work on
0: kind of like your beat writing which this week we found out areas to work on and you did a pretty good job of getting better and we'll continue this quest next week
1: thanks I think
0: (laughs) Scott Ritchie in all seriousness I do appreciate all your hard work and your knowledge in all things college basketball looking forward to another great week of coverage not a lot of newspapers do the college basketball during the off season like you do so uh keep it up that's it see you next monday